From the Ohio News Network, this is the ONN Daily Podcast, presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. It is Wednesday, June 29th, 2022. For the Ohio News Network, I'm Kate Burdett. Abortion clinics are suing the state of Ohio. ONN's Angela Ann has the story. Attorneys for abortion providers want the Ohio Supreme Court to declare the heartbeat bill as unconstitutional. Attorneys for Planned Parenthood and the ACLU say the Ohio Constitution does more to protect health care rights than the U.S. Constitution. Anti-abortion activists, however, say the lawsuit should have been filed in a lower court instead. I'm Angela Ann. Ohio Attorney General Dave Yost responded to the lawsuit with a statement that reads in part, quote, Aside from filing the wrong action in the wrong court, they are wrong as well on Ohio law. Abortion is not in the Ohio Constitution, end quote. Some local city leaders in the state are moving forward to protect women's reproductive health care rights. Tonight, Cincinnati's city council will vote to add elective abortions to their employee health care plan. It's a move the city's mayor says will help cover travel costs if services aren't locally available. A man who allegedly tried to kidnap a six-year-old boy last weekend near Columbus is out of jail after posting bail. ONN's Lindsay Mills reports. Authorities say Katima Fay tried to kidnap a six-year-old boy, pulling him out of a bounce house. Sergeant Brian Toth from the Franklin County Sheriff's Office says it happened as the boy's parents were nearby. The father, as he was helping another child off of the uh, inflatable slide, he looked away, he said, for approximately five seconds to help another little child. And when he turned around, his kid was gone. They were volunteering at a groundbreaking ceremony for a new temple off Walker Road in Hilliard. Sergeant Toth says another volunteer saw the boy walking towards the entrance with Faye, and that's when she intervened. And she asked, is this your child? And Mr. Faye responded, yes. And the child spoke up and said, no, this isn't my dad. Faye was arrested without incident. I'm Lindsay Mills. The coroner's report has been issued for the suspected overdose deaths of two Ohio State University students last month. ONN's Olivia Eugenio has more. The official cause of death for both Tiffany Eiler and Jessica Lopez is an accidental fentanyl overdose. Early last month, police were called to a home on East Lane Avenue. A caller was saying their roommates were overdosing. 21-year-old Tiffany Eiler and 22-year-old Jessica Lopez were taken to the hospital and later pronounced dead. The university says Eiler was a neuroscience student from the Cleveland area. Lopez was a computer and an information science student from Indiana. A third student was also taken to the hospital, but was later released. I'm Olivia Eugenio. Some U.S. adults are a step closer to getting updated COVID-19 boosters this fall. As some government advisors voted, it's time to tweak shots to better match the most recent virus variants. ONN's Dave James reports. The Food and Drug Administration will have to decide the exact recipe, but a shot is likely that adds protection against the super-contagious Omicron variant to the original vaccine. Advisors to the FDA voted 19-2 that some version of Omicron should be part of a fall booster campaign in an effort to blunt an expected COVID-19 surge. The recommendation does not necessarily mean everyone would get a tweaked booster. They might be urged only for older adults or for those at high risk from the virus. Dave James, Owen in News. The Consumer Product Safety Commission is reminding Americans to play it safe this Independence Day. ONN's Clay Gordon has more with the commission's chairman. A new report shows fireworks-related injuries are up 25% over the past 15 years. 
Last year, there were at least nine deaths and an estimated 11,500 emergency room visits. The overall trend is still high. We want to make sure that people understand that fireworks are explosives. They are dangerous. They burn at about 2,000 degrees. So it's like handing a blowtorch to a child. I'm Clay Gordon. Governor Mike DeWine announced more than a million dollars in grants to go to organizations focusing on first responder mental health. ONN's Yolanda Harris has the story. The governor says it's important to him that we take care of first responders, saying the money will go to helping them cope with traumatic events. Three organizations will share the first round of grants. The governor's office intends on giving out more funding. I'm Yolanda Harris. Intel is apparently putting together an elaborate plan to get employees ready for the giant computer chip factory it plans to build in suburban Columbus. ONN's Andrew Kinsey explains. The Columbus Dispatch indicates the company will start recruiting this fall for its new Albany plant. The goal is to first make the hires, then train them at their plant near Phoenix, Arizona for a year before moving them back to Ohio. The goal is to hire 3,000 workers. The plant is expected to open in 2025. I'm Andrew Kinsey. The Cleveland Browns' new quarterback, Deshaun Watson, could be suspended for the entire upcoming season for sexual misconduct allegations he's dealing with. And Cleveland still has Baker Mayfield on the roster. ONN's Dom Tiberi has an update on Mayfield. The Browns owe him just under $19 million guaranteed dollars for this year. When asked about playing for the Browns this season? No, I, I think for that to happen, there would have to be some reaching out. But uh, we're, we're, we're ready to move on, I think, on both sides. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. You know, I'm, I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that, uh, you know, I'll forever keep with me. I'm Dom Tiberi reporting. Staffing issues have been a problem for restaurants, the Postal Service, schools. Now they're even causing problems for city fireworks displays in suburban Toledo. Sylvania's fireworks are postponed from this Sunday to Friday, July 8th. According to a city news release, Sylvania and Sylvania Township officials were notified by Zambelli Fireworks Manufacturing that they are unable to conduct the show on time due to staffing issues. Just after the 4th of July celebration, Cleveland will have another big event. ONN's Russ Mitchell explains. A summer favorite is returning this year. The Cleveland Tall Ships Festival will sail back to the shores of Lake Erie, docked near the north side of First Energy Stadium in North Coast Harbor. The festival runs from July 7th through the 10th, featuring eight replica and restored ships. Tickets are on sale right now. I'm Russ Mitchell. Special thanks to our affiliates, WBNS-TV in Columbus, WTOL-TV in Toledo, and WKYC-TV in Cleveland for their contributions to today's podcast. I'm Kate Burdett on the Ohio News Network. This has been the ONN Daily Podcast, a production of Radio Ohio Incorporated on the Ohio News Network.